You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast Marketing Update. Black Friday edition. Joining me today is my good friend, Jed Record. How the hell are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Vincenzo? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's Black Friday, man. Everybody's out at the stores. Uh, the You know, some of the lines I see and, you know, we're, I'm always looking at Snapchat and Twitter and live streaming and people are absolutely insane i I, re- I refuse i don't think i've gone out on black friday ever i don't know about you i don't know are you a black friday I'm, fan i'm not much of a black friday guy but um people take this thing seriously there was i saw an interview of a guy who monday was out in front of a walmart somewhere wanting to get a deal on a flat screen tv uh, it's incredible to me i don't understand the mentality of some individuals uh just to get a deal. And you know what? Many times these deals aren't even that good. I know. That's the, it, it's, I, I don't believe it. I mean, you know, you can shop online right now and get deals much better than some of the deals in stores. I mean, there are a few. I have uh, seen, yeah, so I've seen Walmart run some ads on, on these TVs, real cheap, limited supply. So, you know, the first 10 people in there might get a good deal or whatever, but um but to your point, you can find good deals online, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I even Amazon is not always the best. You don't always get the best deals there, and I've learned that um by just doing a, I mean, we have Google. Just search, do a little search people, and if you have to wait for it, so what? But I guess people want their stuff when they want it and I mean, kudos to them for giving it a shot and uh, and and you know, I guess weathering the the storm the the storm or the lines and whatnot. Um, I, I guess the one thing that bothers me is the stores that open up on Thanksgiving to you know kind of beat the, the Black Friday rush or get ahead of it, and um, rather than letting people enjoy their enjoy times with their families. But that's that's a story for another day. I uh, I wanted to jump into a couple cool articles that we uh we came across this week and i mean one of them is uh has to do with black friday it it was um about twitter the head of retail actually predicted five holiday trends that we would see on twitter this year uh and you know as you and i both know twitter's launched some interesting stuff in february they acquired uh niche in march they launched periscope in june they uh, had autoplay uh and then in october they had uh they unveiled moments and of all of those the biggest one that i use is periscope uh, or which one are you using the most out of those features um well i'm glad that you didn't mention to switch over to hearts <laughs> <laughs> no no of course not I, i'm not a fan of the hearts but <laughs> Yeah, I I like the the video um and and the adding of of the uh the new um new media formats. That that's been a big uh, I think that's been a big win for them. Yeah, and you know, so this article was uh was recapping what um JJ uh, Herschel, which is Twitter's head of retail, uh was talking about and and a few of the trends that he 
predicts are that number one, brands are becoming more visual than ever. That one I think is a little bit of a, it's kind of a lame prediction. I, I think brands have become visual. It, the visual trend has been happening long before this year, but um, Paris between Periscope promoted videos, GIFs, Vine, which are all part of Twitter. Um, there seems to be a lot of brands doing some cool stuff with those. Have you seen any brands? Have you noticed any that have done anything cool? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to, if I could, I don't know that I could highlight just one. You're right. This is not like a trend that's new to anybody, but, um, I think because the social platforms have expanded the role of, uh, visual media, um, I think that's that's why brands are, are filling that space. Um, brands typically like the visual media side of things, but you know um, some of the social platforms, including the mobile formats, have made it hard to to really integrate good visuals. And, and I think that um, I think that finally now we have all of the the top social platforms. Have, have really embraced a variety of uh, visual formats now. And so I think this is going to be the norm. Going forward, I think every, everything's going to be visually focused. Yeah, we saw three major retailers doing some cool stuff. Uh, Kohl's had a holiday branding kickoff video, a little more emotional than usual. Uh, Best Buy had their funny promoted trend, which offered advice on how to buy gifts for people of all ages. And then Target actually leaked their Black Friday ads uh, weeks before Thanksgiving. They used uh, website cards, video. So three major retailers were on that trend. Um, the other the other predictions were that brands are creating their own moments and they're not relying just on Black Friday and Cyber Monday as the only sales deals, which I think is, I, I want to say genius, but why have, why don't you think we've seen that sooner? I don't know, but that's definitely a trend this year is the the moments, um, and it's something that Google picked up on earlier in the year. Their uh, Think with Google blog identified these micro moments as um, as things that uh, advertisers and brands are going to be focusing on, and they were absolutely right. And uh, I think you're right. I think it's uh, I think it's a brilliant idea, and we'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, the uh, I know REI did. Uh, they're telling people to. They have this uh, opt outside campaign, which uh, included some promoted trends, autoplay videos, some custom auto responses, and even Nike did their get out there campaign. So again, a couple major brands that are using these promoted trends and uh, and creating their own experience as opposed to relying on just Black Friday or Cyber Monday or social Sunday or whatever throwback Tuesday. I don't even know. There's like so many, <laughs> there's so many of these different, uh, different things. Here's another one. And, and I know you, you'll really have a lot to comment here, but collaborations are increasing. And this is, yeah, this is it. This is the hot button for me. I think, um, um, the second half of this year. And, and I think this is a trend that will only get, uh, bigger in 2016 is these collaborations. And, um, We've seen it on a lot of different platforms. Um, really, most notably to me lately has has been the Snapchat thing, right? So, um, on Snapchat, user discovery big issue. We pointed that out before. 
um, and collaborating with others so that you can get in front of other people's audiences. It, it worked on YouTube and it, it's working on Snapchat and and somehow people are, are finally realizing. I think the YouTubers were one of the first to really to really drive this collaboration thing home. But now I'm starting to see it more uh, across the platforms on on uh, Twitter and and most specifically on Snapchat, but on other media platforms like Vine. Um, we see a lot more collaborations, and now the brands are getting involved, uh, collaborating with influencers. So the influencers kind of led the way, and now the brands are hopping on board and leveraging those influencers' audiences. Yeah, brands like Macy's, Aeropostale, and Target are using individuals like Robbie Ayala, who's a, a Vine star. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching Robbie Ayala on Vine pretty early on. I mean, quirky little videos, pretty funny if, if you're into that kind of thing. And and uh, so they brought him on board. So these influencer partnerships are key. And, and some of the biggest brands you you know are, are doing this full on. Disney and Coca-Cola, big time, big time collaborations with influencers on multiple platforms. Um, this, this is a huge push for Coca-Cola and Disney. Uh, I think we'll see more of that again in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the hottest of these trends that we're going to talk about. Uh, another another trend predicted here was that personalization is key. And f- when I read some of these, um, I just I laugh. I I can't help but laugh because these are things that many of us have preached for a long time. Um, Absolutely right. You know, creating a highly personalized audience to target with relevant messaging uh, throughout the season is becoming more prevalent on Twitter. And I'm thinking to myself, well. Tailored audiences, uh, which is Twitter's retargeting product, helps brands target promoted tweets, right, to visitors that are already going to those sites. But why, why is this just coming to the fore? Why are brands just realizing, oh, wait a minute, we have technology. Why aren't we going to use this? And it, it actually using using these targeted audiences or tailored audiences, like. The brands were getting recommended about 77% of the time. So now they're seeing a huge jump in, in how many times they're being uh, uh, recommended to people that have actually visited their site, bought their product before, talked about their product, whatever it may be. Uh, it's a targeted audience. But why is personalization hot right now? Why wasn't it hot last year? Or why are we why are we being told that it's hot? I, I'm, a little, I'm a little perplexed by that. What about you, Jed? So when I talk to brands, the, the feedback I get on that is um, these, these larger companies are not as fast and nimble as some of the smaller agencies. So as agencies have kind of adapted quickly to the new technologies, um, things like retargeting um, and, and retargeting specifically on Twitter are not things built into a um, a, a large uh, Fortune 500 brands um, uh, digital marketing program for the year, right? So they need to find ways to adapt more quickly to the new tools and and opportunities for them um, as digital marketing you know, gets more mature and, and has new technologies. So I, I think we'll either see um, more reliance on agencies as these changes continue to evolve real quickly or bringing uh, agency experts in-house and, and having a digital expert in-house keeping them 
on top of these trends. Um, but it's just one of these things. A big ship uh, takes a while to to make a turn, right? So these these bigger companies um, are having a hard time keeping up with the the change of pace in, in terms of the technology. The other piece um, is they're still trying to figure out how uh, how this data is going to integrate with their uh, existing CRM systems, their existing marketing automation systems. So this, there's still uh, a, not a really ideal infrastructure in terms of managing all this data for marketers. Um, and, and I think that is something that is a big opportunity. I love the sailing reference. For those of you who don't know, Jed grew up in a sailing town in Massachusetts. So it would only right. befit you, my friend. Um, and, you know, the last trend that uh, Mr. Herschel mentioned, and, and what's cool is that he said, we're excited about our quarter four. It's our Super Bowl of the year. We're seeing incredible engagement from our clients. So it's funny because big clients to them are the names that we're uh, dropping here. But they, he said that data-driven insights are critical. Uh, A-B testing, uh, conversions, uh, stuff that, again, many of us smaller guys, so to speak, have, have been doing with our clients, uh, me, you know, using measurement tools, uh, A-B testing. And, and for those of you that aren't aware of A-B testing, really, you know, it's something that I was, I was taught is probably the most helpful way of, uh, of building your conversions, right? I don't know about you, Jed, but for me, A-B testing is, is what helps, you know, changing up the graphics, changing up the text, changing up your audience targets, uh, whatever it may be, A-B testing has always helped. And so now, of course, Twitter says that A-B testing is is, is great and, and we're probably going to see a ton, of, a ton of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something new to brands. Brands have been multivariate testing or, or A-B testing mm-hmm. um, for a long time, uh, but they had the tools to do it on, on television. Um, they had tools to do it for their print ad uh, programs. And now they're getting accustomed to the tools that they'll be using on digital. Um, I don't think brands are behind the game from this standpoint. Uh, I just think as more and more data insight capabilities come out, uh, that data-driven insights will continue to be a trend. So I think this is a long-term trend. It's one where it will have... um, little mini leaps throughout the year at when, when new technology opportunities arise and then uh, brands and agencies will scramble to keep up. And uh, I think that this, th- these new um, uh, advances in, in the technology for, for data insights will continue over many, many years. So this will be a trend that will continue for a long time. Yeah, it would be nice to see one of, the, one of these trends actually uh, go long if we go in for the long haul. Um, I think this is, out of the five that we mentioned, I think this is the the most uh, likely to be a long-term trend. There you heard it first from Jed Record on that one. Uh, Jed, I know we were talking a little earlier in the in the week about uh, Snapchat because you love Snapchat. I mean, I, I like Snapchat, but not nearly as much as you. Uh, and you, <laughs> you were telling me something, and, and you know, why don't you go ahead and introduce it here on the show about the... Sure. Uh, yeah, and and I do love Snapchat. Um, I I enjoy um, being on the social network that is Snapchat, 
But where I really love Snapchat is in the opportunity it presents to marketers. And uh, just this week, uh, in fact, uh, a couple days, just a couple days ago, right before Thanksgiving, um, they came out announcing uh, a new feature that they're uh, trickling into the platform. It doesn't require, uh, I don't believe it requires an app update. It is called Story Explorer. And within... Tell me more. <laughs> within the sponsored stories, so if you go into Snapchat, swipe left, you'll see the sponsored stories there up at the top. Within the sponsored stories, they are curating points of view that uh, relate to a live story. So example, um, ESPN's top plays, let's say. Let's say uh, Peyton Manning throws a touchdown, a big game, You've got, you know, 80,000 people in the stadium or more, and you can imagine how many of them caught the touchdown on their phones with Snapchat. Well, Snapchat is curating all of those views of that particular play and putting them into the app as an uh, explorer feature so that when ESPN uh, publishes that story, you'll be able to swipe up and see all of the the views or, or variety of curated points of view for that particular play. And it's not just for a football play or a sporting play, but I think that's the best way to kind of uh, share what this Story Explorer is all about. But if there are riots in the streets, and CNN is putting that on their, disco their Discover um, um, story on Snapchat, again, you'll have lots of other points of view, uh, from lots of other Snapchat users, you swipe up and you'll get to see all of those points of view of the same story. So it's very interesting. It's a little like moments from Twitter. Uh, so we still have this kind of copycat thing going on on these on these social networks, people trying to one-up each other. But uh, I think that this is a, a very immersive uh, 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 opportunity for from Snapchat, and the video is just going to be, I think, very interesting for for users. So big win for Snapchat. Yeah, I mean the multi the multi view or the user experience that we'll get with that sounds, um, you know, sounds amazing. So when we have breaking news unfolding, uh, or you know, some big play happening through, you know, at a stadium or or whatever it might be. Um, you know, we can also see real footage from down on the ground, which, which is, you know, that's where, at least for 2015, that's where I feel a lot of things have gone. It's become real experiences, especially with live streaming. Uh, you know, we've seen the, no longer the eye in the sky. Now it's, well, the feet on the ground and people that are really there. We're getting their experiences, their, their, uh, a view from their eyes, which, which is, you know, it has to be, I think if and we've seen it with, like you said, Twitter with moments, um, now Snapchat with with you know the Story Explorer, they've had a Discover, but Story Explorer gives a little bit of a different view. Um, so this these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But these curated pieces of of user generated content are uh, definitely on the rise, for sure. That's a, that's a really cool story. I'm I'm excited to check that out a little more. Maybe I'll start using Snapchat a little more. <laughs> I think yeah, and we might have stumbled on our own. Uh, trend that we can say for 2016, we called it here. Look for more curated, user-generated content as as being uh, 
uh, a big opportunity for for gaining viewership on these platforms. Yeah, definitely. Um, so last last little uh, article that I had I picked up in you know, in Ad Week this week was about the company Ship. Now, Ship is a brand that I've been following a little bit here and there. I've noticed some of the cool stuff they're doing. I love um, Ship. I think it's I think it's a fantastic. Uh, business model. Very yeah, it's. I mean, it's very basic, right? You have an object that you need to send to somebody else. The company wants you to do it very simply. You you take a picture of the item in question, and the company promises to come pick it up from you within 20 minutes. They handle transportation, packing, negotiation with the shipping providers, and everything else. Very very simple, right? You want to yep. ship something, you get it done. It's like calling an Uber for your package. Yeah, essentially. Um, Kevin Gibbon, who is the founder of uh, of Ship, has definitely come up with something that is, uh, I think, a disruptor. This is definitely a a, a, a a service that is going to be, you know, maybe this year they're not as popular because they're only right now, I think, available in five cities, New York, San Francisco, L.A., Miami, and Chicago. And mm-hmm. I believe they just launched in Chicago as well. So... Um, it's definitely disruptive. There's no doubt. It it mm-hmm. all that's left now is is user adoption, and uh, if more and more people start taking advantage of ship, uh, I think uh, it, it will. You know, I think one, of, I think one of these UPS or FedEx is going to have to acquire them. They're they're not going to have a choice. They're going to have to take these guys out. So very exciting and interesting to see how this unfolds how this story develops but i love ship i love this uh i love the collaborative economy and this is a Mm -hmm. uh poster child business model for the collaborative economy or sharing economy just like uber um very excited and interested to see what happens next for ship what i love about ship's head of marketing lauren sherman she said something in the article that really really piqued my interest she said the brand's story wasn't being told despite all of the earned media through news coverage Um, and they wanted to raise awareness of ship before the holiday season Uh, they thought the best route was to focus on their personality as a different kind of shipping company but also a serious competitor in the space so when I read that, I kind of I smiled. I sat back and smiled and said, "This is not another millennial-run brand company that is going to try and, uh, you know, maybe put their foot in the sand or, or draw a line in the sand, put their foot down, and say, well, this is the way we're going to run because this is the way it is.' But so they're actually seeing that things weren't panning out maybe the way they expected." And they're going to try other methods to, uh, you know, increase brand awareness. Um, and they also understand that shipping is a problem everybody has. It's mm-hmm. not anything easy. Whether you are, you know, an individual or a brand, logistics is costly. Logistics is a headache. And uh, so they're, you know, they're understanding that, yes, we're a small company, but we need to do... Uh, you know, we need more brand spend. We need we need to do more in terms of what big brands are doing in terms of ad spend to play in this space. Um, so kudos to these guys. I, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, you know, coming in the future. Again, it's only in five cities right now, but I definitely see this turning into something that is, you know, global. Um, 
it, like you said, it's like an Uber for packages or an Uber for your items. And, uh, you know, I'm not in a major, I'm outside of New York, but I'm not right in the New York area for this. So I can't wait till it comes here and, uh, and definitely try it out. But, um, I don't know. Have yeah, you had a chance you, to use it? No, I haven't. But, but you, you touched on a point where it is a serious issue for them is, is customer awareness, mm-hmm. um, and, and brand awareness. I, I think people have heard of ship, um, but I don't think it's clear, um, you know, as simple as it is, you call and you get somebody to come pick your package up. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't think that message has been told. And I think they alluded to that in this article. Um, I think what it would take for them, I think the, the opportunity for ship is, is one or two really big visibility, um, uh, events to, to get people's attention. And the funny thing is the thing that comes to mind for me that, that might really, would help ship stand out is either West coast, like a San Francisco or, or East coast, uh, times square live event with somebody covering it online as well as offline. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think a live event is a, a, a big blowout live event for ship would be a real opportunity. And they could like demo their service right there in the live event. They could pull people aside who just bought holiday gifts and mm-hmm. say, hey, would you like to ship this right now and have them order it up on their app on their phone and have somebody come by right then? That would be pretty cool. That would be, uh, that would be a pretty good attention getter. Uh, I don't know that they have any plans to do that, but you know, it's interesting that we picked this article up because, I, man, that would be a big one for them. Yeah, for sure. They, uh, I think they're on, uh, on the right track here. and Hopefully they're listening to to this cast <laughs> well yeah well we need to make sure they do listen to it but um you know the fact that they are understanding and they are they're clearly listening to their audience is what uh, is what gives me a lot of hope for these guys so uh my fingers will be crossed and and i like to see this story unfold for sure hey jed it was good chatting with you man and i know you're not going to go black friday shopping because i'm not either but if, uh, if I might go online, I might I might get online here in a few minutes and see if I can't sniff out any deals. There's got to be some good deals. I'm telling you, I I, I read an article that there uh, the deals on Black Friday are better online anyway, and and I think retailers really have people by the throat. Once you get them in the store. It, doesn't matter if there's a deal or not they've waited in line so they're yeah exactly uh, you know some people will perceive these deals when they're not really there um you don't want to go home empty-handed no that's for sure i I would rather sit in the comfort of my own home and again being in the northeast it's you know it's always a little chilly during this time of the year i'd rather just sit by the fire and uh hang out and uh not have to worry about it go (laughs) just sit out of my computer and do it (laughs) or maybe go to a coffee shop and enjoy a nice cup of coffee but jed Thank you for joining me. Listen, hey, thanks for having tell me, the audience where they can find you. And uh, I didn't let you introduce yourself in the beginning, but give them a little quick bio on you. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm Jed Record. I'm a speaker, and uh, I'm also the CEO of Likeforce. Uh, we're a digital agency uh, here in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And you can come by and find out more about me at jedrecord.com, J-E-D-Record.com. And they can find you at Jed Record on Twitter. That's where you're most That's active, right. That's I would say. Right. Jed, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope you find some deals, and we'll talk soon. 
All right. All right. Thanks, man. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe. 